Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello, I'm Ewan McTeer and welcome along to this midweek La Liga Lowdown podcast. With our midweek podcasts, we take a deeper look at certain stories within Spanish football. Some of them contemporary, some of them more historical. Today, it's a little bit of both. That's because we're going to be talking about Aritz Adoritz, who's going to retire at the end of this 2019-2020 season, when he'll be 39 years of age. Despite getting on in years, though, the Athletic Club striker was still able to execute a wonderful bicycle kick for the winning goal in the La Liga opener against Barcelona and he was able to make fellow grown men sound something like this. Teasing now about Munayen and there you go! Adoritz! Le centre Adoritz! El centro que va a llover directamente al área, la pelota de Chala, que espectacular, Adoritz, el golazo! Touched into the middle. Aritz Adoritz Zubaldia was born on February 11th, 1981. His parents were ski instructors and he took part in several different adventure sports before deciding on football, from canoeing to surfing to skiing, even finishing as a runner-up for his age category at the National Cross-Country Skiing Championships when he was nine years old. All of this was done in San Sebastian. Yes, he grew up in the city that is home to Real Sociedad, Athletic Club's biggest rivals. So how did a kid from San Sebastian end up becoming one of the all-time greats over in Bilbao? To answer that, let's bring in Phil Ball, an expert on Spanish football in general and, particularly, Basque football. He's also the author of Morbo, the story of Spanish football. So here's Phil to speak about Adoritz's time at local San Sebastian side, Antiguoco. Adoritz was playing for, for Antiguoco in the 90s. I did actually go along and see him play. The, um, the team is called Antiguoco and they, they're from a neighbourhood of San Sebastian called uh, uh, El Antiguo. And, um, you know, they, they became famous in the 1990s because they produced this amazing crop of players. Well, they, well they're, still, they're still creating amazing crops of players. But that particular crop was uh, Xavi Alonso, Mikel Arteta, and Iraola, Javi De Pedro. I could go on, you know. But, and Adoriz was actually one of the ones that wasn't spotted straight away. But he was, he was playing as a striker for them at the time in the, in the, in the uh, mid-90s. 
which is I actually played a, an eight-a-side game against uh, that side. And uh, Adorith, I swear, was playing. I, you know, I've been accused by my friends of making this up, but uh, it, it's true. He actually was in the game. He was playing. It was the Nacional side. He was about 16 at the time. And I actually scored the first goal. It was quite a cracker, actually. It was the only, only good goal I've ever scored in my career. They subsequently beat us 10-1. And I, I also think Alonso was playing. It was an astonishingly good side. He, was, he wasn't from that neighbourhood. He was from the Amara neighbourhood. But uh, he, he was, as I say, he was, he was playing in that side. But he, the interesting thing is that they were then, uh, they were then contracted to Athletic Bilbao rather than Real Sociedad. Usually they're a Real Sociedad feeder team. They, they are now, and my son played for them. But at that time, they were actually an athletic team. And, and Xabi Alonso, this is a little known fact, would probably have ended up at uh, Athletic. But his father, Perico, who played for Barca, of course, uh, refused to allow that. So he did actually go and train a few times with them, so I'm told. But uh, just as, uh, as Antiguoco were going to revert back to their agreement with Real Sociedad in the uh, late 90s, the uh, Athletic moved in for Adorif. And they took him over and they put him in Aurora Vitoria, which is uh, a team that belongs to the Basque capital, Vitoria. And he played for them for a couple of seasons. And then he went to Bilbao Athletic, which is the B team. And then, as you know, that's that's when it all kind of started. I mean, it was quite common that Athletic would come over and poach. You know, they still do, much to my chagrin. But uh, anyway, that's another topic. But no, he wasn't He wasn't really, uh, you know, he wasn't really on the radar, actually. He played about three or four games for Athletic in that first spell. I mean, he was there for a couple of years in the first team, but he never, I don't think he even scored, actually. And then they loaned him out to, to Burgos, you know. To, uh, he, he, off he went on this kind of tour of Spain. That's right. Adoitz has lived and played all across Spain. The kid from San Sebastian, who came for Athletic Club's B team, spent the 2003-2004 season at Burgos, scoring 16 goals in 36 matches in the Segunda B, the third tier of Spanish football. Then he spent the 2004-2005 season and the first half of the 2005-2006 season in the second division at Real Valladolid and scored 20 goals in 46 games. He returned to Athletic for two and a half years at that point, but was used sparingly. In the summer of 2008, Athletic Club needed money. They needed to sell someone and Adoitz departed the club again. This time, he was off to Real Mallorca. Here's Alex Fitzpatrick, La Liga Lowdown's expert on the island, to tell you about the Alex Adoitz Real Mallorca years. Adorites arrived at Mallorca in the summer of 2008 for the second highest transfer fee in the club's history, only behind that of Samuel Eto'o. With Mallorca having just finished 7th in the Liga, he quickly made an impact and finished the club's top scorer in his first season, helping the team to a respectable mid-table finish. The following year, however, was when it all came together for Adoritz and the team under the stewardship of Gregorio Manzano. They finished fifth in the league, qualifying for Europe, with Adoritz netting 13 goals in the process. The Basque striker is renowned in Mallorca as a warrior who excels when the ball is in the air. He's thought of as one of the best number nines in the club's recent history. The striker was not only a leader and talisman for the side, he also played in the perfect style for the footballer that manager Manzano wanted to play. Holding the ball well, able to play with his back to goal, but also skillful and no slouch when running with the ball. 
As a result, the bass players always had a special place in the heart of all Mayokinistas, and he's always shown affection for Mallorca even after he left the club. He was pictured earlier this year celebrating inside Son Mosh following the club's sensational 3-0 playoff second leg victory over Deportivo La Coruña that secured their return to La Liga. After two years on the island, next up on Adovic's tour of Spain was Valencia. Here's our man in Valencia, Paco Pollock, to tell this part of the story. It's actually quite amusing the way I got to meet Aritz Aduriz back in the day. Let's travel back to 2010, a summer where Valencia's top star and Spain's all-time top scorer David Villa had just left for Barca and left a void which was super tough to fill in. Also, Valencia had sold Serbian forward Nikola Cijic and they were very close to selling David Silva to Manchester City, so case in point, the club needed strikers bad. So, Valencia sports director Fernando Gómez Colomer was keen on bringing in Aritz Aduriz from Mallorca for three main facts. The first one, the player was in his prime, 29 years old. The second one, he was a super reliable forward, scoring very consistently. And finally, they all knew that he would accept any role he would have within the team. Mind this fact, he wasn't supposed to be the starter next season, because Valencia would eventually try to bring in Kevin Gamero in 2010, when he was playing for Lorian, and they failed, and then later managed to bag Roberto Soldado, who was going to be the main striker. So, Arudi's transfer was... An absolute bargain, in my view. 4.5 million euros for Real Mallorca, as Fernando told La Liga Lowdown earlier this week. I remember perfectly the day I met Aduriz for the first time in his presentation event, which took place in the midst of a summer heatwave in Xativa, a Valencian city where there's an impressive old castle where the event was actually held. Aduriz didn't complain one single bit. In fact, when I shook his hand, he was super, super excited to be able to finally play Champions League games with such a big team. He soon became one of the most beloved players by the crowd, especially after scoring in his first game against Malaga, and also he was called up for the Spanish national team. That same season, both him and Soldado became one of the best attacking couples in La Liga, and most importantly, a 100% Spanish one. However, his relationship with manager Unai Emery began mm, falling out and crumbling apart in the latter part of his first season after a couple of performances where the manager wasn't pleased with Hadurith. The player never spoke up about the issue, but he did feel underused and underrated. The crucial game took place in March 2011 in Germany against Schalke 04 when Manuel Neuer, you might know him, made a couple of incredible saves to a few chances by the Basque forward, which at the end of the day ruined Valencia's path towards the next Champions League round. And Aduriz was the one to take the blame by the manager. Jonas Gonçalves had been brought in a few months before and with three strikers in front, Aduriz became a usual face on the bench for quite a lot of games. Next season wasn't different, so even after scoring 23 goals in 84 official games, which is, by the way, pretty remarkable for an almost 30-year-old guy, eventually he left for Athletic Club in summer 2012. 
It was, by the way, a personal choice. At that point, the player knew that Unai Emery wasn't going to continue as Valencia's coach, but he preferred going back home and Valencia's fans respected his decision. They also respected his decision in Bilbao. There was excitement. The club had just been to the Europa League and Copa del Rey finals, even if they lost both to Barcelona and to Atletico Madrid respectively. The fans knew they had a good team and were thrilled to see a top striker like Adoritz return to the club, especially as there was so much uncertainty over the future of Fernando Llorente. Having Adoritz back at San Mames for the final season at the old ground was a dream. We'll be discussing his final and most successful stint in Bilbao after this. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this La Liga Lowdown podcast about the remarkable career of Aritz Adoritz, a career that is sadly coming to an end at the end of the 2019-2020 season. I'm your host, Drew McTeer, and we heard from Phil Ball, Alex Fitzpatrick and Paco Pollitt in the first half of this podcast about all of the events that led to his return to Bilbao in 2012 when he was 31 years old. In his own words, Adoritz was in the best moment of his career when he returned to Bilbao, and his performances on the pitch backed that claim up. In 2012-2013, he scored an at-the-time career-high 18 goals in the season, and then repeated that number in 2013-2014, a season which finished with Athletic Club in 4th place under Ernesto Valverde and securing qualification for the Champions League. Well, sort of. They'd secured a place in the qualifying rounds, but still had to get past Napoli. That's not easy. After drawing the first match in Naples 1-1, Marek Hamsic put the Italian side 1-0 up at San Mames in the second leg. Q. Adoritz. 
corto no, 15 de juego, segunda parte, ruge San Mamés en Bilbao, Atleti 0, Nápoles 1, tiempo de juego en la cadena tope, acuérdense que les van a preguntar, Susaeta la pone a Duriz, mételo, a Duriz, chuta, and then 2-1 before Ibai Gomez added a third to secure a 4-2 aggregate victory. Athletic Club were back in the Champions League group stages for the first time since 1998. They'd finished third in their group and go into the Europa League where there was a defeat to Torino at the first hurdle. But that 2014-2015 season was memorable not just for the Champions League campaign but also for their latest Copa del Rey run where they reached yet another final and had yet another defeat against Barcelona. But a trophy was just around the corner. Here's La Liga Lowdown's Roman de Arquer to discuss what was arguably the pinnacle of the striker's career. The 2015-2016 season has got to be one of those periods which Ariz Aduriz will never forget. It meant winning the first and only title of his career up until today, the Supercopa de España. But it all built up from the previous season in which the club's biggest achievement was making it to the Copa del Rey final. Athletic eliminated Alcoyano in the first round by a tight 2-1 aggregate, with Aduriz barely playing a few minutes in those two games. But then came Celta de Vigo in the round of 16 in which Aduriz scored two crucial goals for a decisive 2-4 away win against the Sky Blue team. Celta managed to win 2-0 at San Mames, but that was not enough to ruin Athletic's triumphal run. Because Malaga were the next team to succumb to Aritz Aduriz, he scored the only goal of the quarter-final at San Mames during the second leg. But the Basque striker still had more to say in this Copa del Rey by scoring in both semi-final games versus Espanyol for a three-win aggregate which saw Athletic face Barcelona three years after their previous meeting in a Copa del Rey final. Unfortunately, for Los Leones, their effort was no match for one of the best attacking tridents football has ever seen, Messi, Suarez and Neymar. 3-1 was the final score, but Athletic and Aduriz got back on their feet shortly after that to face Barcelona once again. But this time it was a Supercopa de España, a whole different story. Nobody saw it coming, but it happened, mainly thanks to Aduriz. Who else? In the first leg at San Mames, the magic started with a stunning halfway shot from Miquel San Jose after picking up a Ter Stegen clearance with barely 13 minutes played. Barca were clearly stunned, but that was nothing compared to the damage Aduriz caused in the second half. I can still remember how downfounded I was after witnessing such an offensive masterclass. It barely took him 15 minutes to seal the deal with a memorable hat-trick. In the 53rd minute, he flew way over Mascherano to head the ball past Ter Stegen and increase the lead to 2-0. Nine minutes later, he slammed the ball into the net to then collect his hat-trick in the 68th minute from the penalty spot, tricking the goalkeeper to the wrong side. 
In the second leg, he showed up once again. Despite the fact that Barca had only managed one goal in the first 45 minutes and that Pique was sent off early in the second half, the tension was still present. We Barca fans were hopeful, whereas Athletic followers were not comfortable despite a three-goal advantage. Until it was really game over. Aduriz once again, at the right place, at the right time, made the most of a defensive mistake by Barca in the 74th minute. His first attempt was saved by Claudio Rabo, who was the designated goalkeeper for that game. But the rebound kindly fell to his feet again, just having to push the ball and celebrating it like a title at the Camp Nou. So after listening to all that, I probably don't have to tell you who was chosen the best player of the Supercopa. He was the leader the club needed to end Athletic's drought and achieve their first title in the last 31 years. So no wonder that more than 50,000 fans swarmed the streets of Bilbao the next day to celebrate with the players. He spoke to the fans from the town hall balcony by saying, This team deserved to go into history because we're like you, a gang, and because we're different. Some very appreciated words from the club legend. But that was just the start of the memorable season for Adoriz, who went on to score a total of 36 goals in the 2015-2016 campaign at an age of 35. That was his best scoring season in his career. He became the Europa League's top scorer with 10 goals, becoming the most veteran player to achieve that feat ahead of Alan Shearer. He also ratified the Trofeo Zarra that's given to the Spanish player to score more goals in La Liga by netting a total of 20 goals. He was finally chosen by Vicente del Bosque to play for the national team in the 2016 Euro Cup. The cherry on top of the cake to what was an outstanding season for Aritz Aduriz. That year was probably the peak for Aduriz, but he's still had so many memorable moments since then. Obviously there was a stunning winner in the 2019-2020 La Liga opener against Barcelona. I also remember his goal from way out in Marseille in a Europa League game in 2016, or his anti Simone Zaza penalty against Real Valladolid in the 2018-2019 season. There won't be too many more Adoritz moments though, as his career is coming to an end, so let's now get Gaiska Atcha from London-based Mr Penton Club on the line to discuss what his Barcelona strike and what his upcoming retirement means. So we've got Gaiska Atcha on the line to talk to us a little bit about Adoritz. Gaiska, first of all, you were in Bilbao for Adoritz's latest moment of magic, that amazing goal. What did you think when he came on and then scored that goal just a minute later? Uh, well, it, I was there enjoying the, the footy match with all my friends. And, and then I saw that, well, yeah, Williams was coming out. Uh, Adoritz coming in. I thought that the the change was coming in a bit late. That probably Aduriz wouldn't even, you know, have a, a lot of time to you know, to strike a ball. But he surprised all, all, all the whole the whole stadium by you know, just displaying an amazing uh, strike, uh, scissor kick, and we all just screamed in jubilation and, and just shocked as to how effective he can be in just with a couple of minutes on the pitch. Yeah, he's still still very effective, but when you look at last year, just two La Liga goals he scored. And what has Adoritz been in the last few years? When he came back to Athletic in 2012, he came back and he just got better and better and better, especially in that 2015-16 season. But he's lost something in the past few years, hasn't he? Is it an age thing? What, what have you seen in the sort of decline, not of Adoritz's talents, but in just his physical ability, his ability to play 30 minutes or 90 minutes? Yes, well, if, if I recall properly around uh, 
winter of last season, he got injured. He had this knee injury, and that really slowed him down. And apparently, the the injury was was quite uh, serious. Uh, that's why the Athletic uh, had to sign Codro and you know started exploring if Villalibre would come back. And suddenly, you know, because also the, the classification in the league was a bit poor. Every you know the alarms were, were quite high. And what I understand is that unfortunately, Arudis, uh, well, he, he took him a, a while to recover from that injury. That's why he only scored a couple of goals last season. And that he has been working very, very hard with the medical teams. They're in athletic to, to try to be you know, in good form. Uh, and this season, most likely, he will just have a, a substitution role, a sub role. Which I would expect that probably he'll he'll be playing you know 15 minutes per match uh, just to freshen up whenever Williams needs some support. And I mean just to to, to finalize the, the question is that well I mean it, no, you know nobody can trick age unfortunately you know he he's he's a rare talent that I, I seeing seeing the number of goals he scored uh, above the age of 30 I think he's, he's the top goal scorer in the league's history. You know, the likes of Puskas and other players have done really well at an older age, but I think Adiris is, is, is on top and unfortunately, well, his career is coming to a close. Uh, you're right, it is coming to a close at the end of the season. What do you think about his retirement and what do most Athletic fans think about the retirement? Obviously, quite a sad, um, but maybe inevitable piece of news that came out. Yes, it's inevitable and, and at Athletic, uh, we are, you know, Aduris means a lot to us because, as you said, he, he came back um, after you know, being a few years away and he was just in an amazing form, as you said, probably four or five years ago. Uh, he has been our, our leader on the pitch and him and, and Rui Garcia the last couple of seasons have really carried the team on their shoulders and... And, and if anybody's aware with athletics philosophy, well, we fans are used to this, uh, you know, saying goodbye to our, to our idols. And, and uh, it's just a, it's a cycle of life, no? And hopefully Williams will pick up uh, where he lives off and he can you know, strike a lot of goals for us in the upcoming seasons, no? Um, and and we, we, the fans, we will just try to be... You know, as appreciate you know appreciate Adoris as much as we can these last um, few matches that we have him. Uh, we have the pleasure of seeing him on the pitch. Um, where does Adoris rank in terms of all-time Athletic greats? There have been some some great players over the years, going way back to the very start of the club when they they dominated the the early editions of the Copa del Rey through to some of the great teams of of the eighties in particular. Where does Adoris rank in your view? In terms of the all-time club legends, well, that's that's a good question because probably in terms of numbers, he I think he's like fifth or sixth top mm. goal scorer. Uh, but I would argue that because of the nature of the competition, that La Liga is even more competitive. You know, the last 20, 30 years, that his his accomplishments are even greater you know, than than uh, what other strikers at Athletic had to deal with in the fifties, forties, thirties, etc. So uh, he's definitely the. I think, from my perspective, the most important player Athletic has had since since Julian Guerrero in the nineties uh, in terms of charisma and leadership. 
on the pitch, um, and also you know effectiveness at, at goal. Uh, we also did enjoy you know, some good spells with Jose Echeverria, Ismael Urzais, um, a few a few years ago. But Aduriz, Aduriz is definitely the the person that younger generations, current generations look up to as to what an athletic player should be on the pitch. Well, thank you to Gaiska there for coming on and discussing the end of an era for Athletic Club. You can follow Gaiska's London-based Athletic Club fan group on Twitter at MrPentlandClub. You can follow Phil Ball at PhilBallTweets. Alex Fitzpatrick is at MallorcaAlex100. Paco Pollitt is PacoPollittENG. Roman can be found at Slave, and I am at EMcTeer. And of course, you can follow Lally Galodown on Twitter with the simple handle of at Lallygalodown. This has been a midweek podcast where we look at a specific Spanish football story. But for those who don't already know, we also have our Monday show where we round up the action from each La Liga weekend. We hope you've enjoyed learning about the life of Aritz Aduitz. Thanks for listening. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.